0: Hi everyone, I hope you all are doing well this week. I have a little disclaimer about this week's episode, and that is that it's actually the second time that I'm properly filming this episode. I filmed an initial draft. Um, Today's episode is going to be about my financial ick, which is like my pet peeve when it comes to finance or the way that people talk or interact with finance and um, I was a little worried. I always get a little worried when I post about opinion-based topics because I don't want it to come off as super harsh, and I also don't want to come off as condescending or like a hater in any sort of way, so I sent it to my friend, um, and my friend gave me some really great feedback on it, so I've implemented some of that, and I really hope you all like today's episode. I wanted to talk about my finance slash business ick and I think in general I might get a little bit of hate for it just because I'm targeting a very specific group of people when I talk about this, but I have really strong feelings about it and I feel like it's something that's not talked about enough in the finance space. My finance ick is, well one of them at least, is young people or successful people in general posting financial advice on social media in a condescending way that's framed as motivational. I think the example that comes to mind most when I talk about this is a recent interview that was conducted with Kim Kardashian. And I'm sure that a lot of you probably know exactly what I'm talking about because the interview went viral because a lot of people had a problem with what she was saying. And I guess the interviewer asked her something along the vein of, what would you tell people who want to be as successful as you are or who want to reach like the fame slash power that you have reached? And her advice was get up and work. And she said, I feel like people aren't down to work these days. And obviously that comes off as super condescending when you look at someone like Kim. And the reason that I think that it comes off as condescending is because she's clearly not acknowledging all of the privilege and access to power that she had before getting famous. So what do I mean by that? Her father was O.J. Simpson's lawyer, so already he was in the public eye as a public figure and by virtue of that, she also had access to being in the public eye from a very young age. She was Paris Hilton's assistant, which meant that she, first of all, had access to someone with a lot of money, but also that she then had access to other people that Paris Hilton knew growing up. Besides all of that, a lot of her fame from her recent endeavors, such as Skims is due to the show that she was a part of growing up, keeping up with the Kardashians. And a lot of that was due to her parents' own fame. And so I would say that there's multiple levels to why she's so famous today. And of course, there's a lot of work that she has put into it. I'm not trying to diminish any of that, but that doesn't come without acknowledging the the privileges that she had along the way. When people say, get up, invest in your business, I just, I really hate that wording. Um, Starting a successful business at a young age is super amazing, but... Even if you're not Kim Kardashian, very few people do that without immense privilege. And the privileges that I'm talking about for people that are my age are, for example, if your parents are paying for your college education, if they're paying for your rent, if they're paying for your basic living expenses, all of that is money that you do not have to invest into your own life. And so what I mean by that is, yes, I understand that you're working two minimum wage jobs on the side to fund, for example, if you have like a skateboarding business that you're trying to create. But what you do have to acknowledge is, while I'm not knocking on the amount of work that's going into those two minimum, two minimum wage jobs, that's incredible, that's money that you're not having to put into paying for your rent or paying for your basic food expenses, which is why you're then able to invest it in your business. And I, and I think it's disclaimers like that that people don't provide when they talk about how successful their businesses have become one really great concept from psychology that kind of links to all of this to put it into perspective um, is Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And if you've been in an AP psych course, maybe this is something you've heard about. This is actually something that was most recently talked about in a business class that I'm taking this semester. There's a lot of other people that have also talked about sort of a needs-based hierarchy in psychology, but I think Maslow is one of the most prominent psychologists that a lot of people reference. Um, And essentially it's sort of like a triangle and at the very bottom are your physiological needs. So eating, sleeping, hygiene needs, having a place to live, just like the very basic things. As you go higher on the ladder, then it goes into sort of wanting to have status. So you want to like belong in your group, but then also you want people to recognize and know you. And then after that is when you hit things like money doesn't matter anymore at that point. So that's like self-actualization. It's very much personal fulfillment needs. I think it's really important when people talk about kind of finance in general, even in the context of, especially, I think, when people talk about poverty, um, to acknowledge that if those basic needs are not being met, you're not going to be able to meet the higher needs. So if you are fighting to stay fed, then you're not thinking about having a long-term stable job that allows you to build a career where you can then invest your money and then grow that money so you're no longer living kind of like check to check. But nobody really talks about that. I think a lot of people, when they view people who are suffering from poverty or people who seem to be stuck kind of in their financial status, they view them as lazy or as not smart for like kind of trying to get out of it. And that's not simply just how it works. There's a lot of, um, I think, there's a lot of systematic issues, of course, that come into play. But also what we talked about in my management class recently was that these existence needs so those needs at the bottom of the triangle the physiological needs those can never be permanently satiated in the way that you might be able to sort of temporarily satiate the higher level needs so your need for belonging for example if you find a solid group of friends and you're good at maintaining your relationships or even average at maintaining your relationships that need is then met for a while. Or like if you live with your family, for example, that need of having a group of people, a support system is then met. That's not the same case for those physiological needs at the bottom of the ladder, which is why I think that privilege of having those needs met inherently is so, so important. And just to give like a basic example of that, just because I had breakfast this morning does not mean that I'm going to be full for the entire rest of the day. I'm probably going to get hungry again for lunch. And even if not lunch, I will definitely be hungry again by dinner, which is why it's so important to acknowledge that for people who those basic needs are needs are not being met. They don't have that same access to, like time and energy to focus on other things like the quote unquote side hustle that you have going on, which is why I think it's super condescending when people post things like invest in your business, get up and do it for yourself. If you don't do it for yourself, no one will without acknowledging that there's a lot of other things in their life that they don't have to worry about, which is why they were able to put time and effort into this business. And again, I am in no way trying to diminish the amount of hard work and dedication it takes to build a successful business in general. I 100% understand that it's not something everyone is capable of doing, but also I'm trying to tackle more of the issue of how that's communicated more so than the aspect of success in itself. I think people can kind of go the wrong route when they're communicating the effort that they put into sort of creating a business and then trying to get others to do the same. Some other examples, I think, that maybe will put this also into perspective. So besides the Instagram posting of, like, focus on your business, invest in yourself, make it happen, I think also there needs to be something that is said about if you have a wide network of friends that are willing to go to bat for you – and also a wide network of connections through your parents or even those friends in general. I think that's a whole other ballgame, especially for my generation. I think we no longer are looking toward only adults for helping us access power and fame. There's a lot of people my age that have access to huge social media followings that enable them to spread the word really quickly, gain access to other powerful people my age that are in the social media industry in general. And all of that is a whole other ballgame when it comes to allowing a business to be successful. Even besides having powerful friends, if you have friends who have access to a lot of money who are able to invest in your business and help you get started, that's another thing that needs to be acknowledged. And I think the very last thing um, that I wanted to talk about in terms of examples of this sort of condescending behavior is LinkedIn. If you're my age and you're on LinkedIn, LinkedIn you know that it can get kind of toxic i really try not to check it too often but i think that a lot of people are a lot are doing better at posting on linkedin because we've kind of acknowledged that it can become sort of a toxic social media space they try to thank those who have mentored and supported them i understand that also linkedin is a networking platform so when people post or they turn notifications on for when they update their positions a lot of them are doing it with the intention of targeting recruiters so that recruiters are able to see the kind of work that they're doing. But also, we I think everyone knows at least one to two people that are trying to use it in a way to angle themselves, to make themselves look better, not just to recruiters, but to the general population, other friends and family that follow follow them, and that can become kind of toxic. I also want to provide the disclaimer that I'm saying all of this as someone who has a lot of these privileges. I know that if tomorrow I wanted to start a business I would have at least 10 friends who'd be willing to post about that business on social media. My own parents might be willing to invest some seed money into the business and so that's a lot of things that I see as someone that has these privileges and that understands that it would be a lot easier for me to both start and fail at a business because there are so many repercussions that I would not face. And that's one thing that I think that no one ever talks about. Everyone on social media is like, invest in yourself, start your own business. But what happens if you're one of those people that has now shifted your entire lifestyle to kind of focus on this side hustle and that side hustle fails because failure is so much more common than successes in the business world. And that's just because Even if you have a good idea, no one is guaranteeing you the resources to make that idea come to fruition. And even if you have the resources, what are the odds that it's going to catch on? You need people, other people to believe in the product and to continue to interact with it, share it, tell your friends about it, especially if it isn't a subscription-based model, because then you have no guarantee that your revenue is going to be consistent. And I guess that's getting into a whole nother topic of what makes a business successful. But again, I think there needs to be an acknowledgement of not everyone has the ability to fail. Or, and by ability, I mean like they don't have the option. Once they've invested in that business, that's they've just put in their whole life savings into it and no one really talks about what happens for those people. In this same vein of young business professionals um, or young entrepreneurs, I should say, I also really have a problem with people who hate on college. I 100% don't think, especially in this day and age, that you need college to be successful. But college provides a stable fallback option for so many people. The reason I'm going to college is because I don't think that I'm a successful entrepreneur or that I will be in the next two to three years. And I know that college at least guarantees me some sort of job, even if it's not like the best job in the world, even if it's not my dream job, even if it's not the most high paying job, college provides you with credentials in a world where master's degrees are now becoming normal. Undergraduate... Degrees provide you with the credentials to get basic work that allows you to, in some way, build a career. And there's nothing wrong with going the traditional path. And so I'm really tired of people that are like, focus on your side hustle and make it your main gig so that you can sell your money and then retire, like, not sell your money, sorry, sell your business and make a bunch of money and retire by the age of like 25 that's not the option for everybody. That's very rare to happen. And so I think college is a really great option for majority of the population. Um, so I think there also needs to be some sort of discourse around um, just why people want higher education to be more accessible. They want it to be more accessible because it's necessary in today's day and age to have a, some sort of a college degree in order to get a job that's going to provide you with a long-term career. So I've done a lot of ranting about what I dislike in the finance space when it comes to conversations surrounding entrepreneurship. But here is my advice for what to do if you are interacting with people like that, if you are reflecting on yourself and thinking of yourself in that light and seeing that maybe you're committing some of those mistakes. Um, the first thing I would say is I, as someone that has a lot of privilege in so many different aspects, um, struggle a lot with guilt. Um, and that's both when it comes to career, but also when it comes to, um, sort of my general status in society as a woman, as a woman of color, but also as a woman of color, who's very rarely faced discrimination. And so for me, I've tried to mobilize that guilt into this podcast. That's one of the main reasons that I started this podcast actually is because I realized that I had an access, I had access to a very, very underrated resource and that resource was time. I have the time to research a bunch of financial topics, a bunch of fitness topics even. I had the money to buy this sort of little setup that I have going on. It's not super professional. But with that, I'm able to then share that knowledge for people who don't have the time to research this stuff, who only have those 10 minutes on their commute, in the car, on a bus, on their bike, in the subway, to listen to this episode and then get access to that same information that I spent two to three hours researching. Another thing that is super duper important to me is sharing my knowledge. I think that if you have anything at all to share, share it for free. I understand that your time is valuable as well. But if you were helped in any way, then I think you almost owe it to someone else to help them because almost all of the opportunities that I've had in college are due to quite literally three or four people who I've met that have been willing to share their resume templates with me give me access to their mentors, give me access to mentorship programs, just even in general guided me in the right direction of what clubs to join, who to talk to, what career moves to make, and all of that has been so, so incredibly important in my career journey. And I don't think I could ever thank those people enough. And so that's why for me, anytime anyone approaches me for career advice, school advice, I am more than happy to give it. I don't think I have anything revolutionary to offer. I don't think I have anything life-changing to offer. But I do know that if they're looking for guidance, maybe I can provide them one or two pieces of advice about my own journey that may help them in some small way. And if you've had those same experiences where other people have helped you more more generously than I think a lot of people would, you should try to return the favor and help others in return. And so I think that's one really great way to combat this sort of toxic work business culture that we have going on. Besides that, I don't think you have to call people out. I mean, if you see people posting in this way and it bothers you, just unfollow them. Don't engage with their content, but you don't have to go out of your way to call them out. Just focus on yourself. How are you contributing to this culture? Is work always the main point of conversation with your friends? Do you push other people to tell you what they're doing? Do you brag about the things that you're doing? Obviously, 100%, give yourself credit where credit is due. Talk about your achievements, but do it in a way that's encouraging and do it in a way where you're, Willing to help other people get to the same point that you were and not gatekeeping information. Sorry if this episode was super ranty. I really tried my best to make it a little bit more structured this time around. But again, I think the best thing that we can all do for each other is share the knowledge that we gain, especially if you got it for free from someone else. Um, But I hope you all enjoyed today's episode. More than being about finance, I'm really interested in changing the culture that. We have in general surrounding achievement and career and business goals, um, in all industries. And so I really want to hear you, your guys' thoughts on this, or if you have any other finance aches, so feel free to comment them below the Instagram post that's going up today DM me on the Instagram account or just comment them or leave a review on Spotify or Apple. And I would love to engage with that content as well. But I hope you all have a great rest of your weekend. And I will see you all next week for another Fit Friday.